internet are you okay yes i'm good how about yeah, you i'm good yes i'm so glad the line is better now uh thank you for coming on the um podcast uh, as you know you know it's uh it's uh my podcast is called be uh wealthy healthy and happy so uh it's a pleasure to have you uh today and are you able to um tell my audience a bit more about yourself Jeanette yeah absolutely well Irene first of all thank you so much for having me on it's a real pleasure to be here so big thank you um yeah so so I guess really in terms of of me I'm um you know I grew up in Manchester in the northwest of the UK I'm not quite sure on your audience Irene if you've got an international audience but um yeah I was uh, I grew up in Manchester very loving family the youngest of three girls so you know my dad used to call us the knicker brigade when we were growing up um and uh, yeah you know I had a very happy childhood I went to university the only one in my family to do that and then uh, graduated with a first in economics and then I started my career really from there and uh, made my way in the world uh, first proper job as a government economist down in Whitehall so I moved from Manchester did a classic um northern approach and said I'll give it two years and then 20 odd years later, you know, I was still in Manchester until very recently. Um, so, yeah, early career in the, in the as a civil servant, as an economist. And then I jumped out into the travel industry where I spent most of my career. Um, so I worked my way up through various organizations. Brands you'll have heard of Thomson, First Choice, to ultimately becoming the CEO of the travel division for Saga. Um, and before that, the managing director of the emerging markets for TUI. So I bought, ran businesses in China, India, Russia and Ukraine, which is obviously awful to see what's happening right now. Um, and then about three years ago, I jumped out of corporate life and I really started my entrepreneurial journey. So I've now got a portfolio of my own businesses, uh, one of which is property investing. The other is advisory work, uh, where I still do a lot of mergers and acquisitions in leisure, travel, hospitality. Um, I have a property investment business as well, which we're growing um, in South Wales now as well. And I've got my podcast, Brave Bold Brilliant. So yeah, I've kind of gone from corporate CEO to entrepreneur Irene in a in a blink of an eye I don't know where all the years have gone <laughs> wow wonderful very impressive CV there you know so that's why I'm interested to know what made you change your mind you know why did you uh, leave the corporate world uh, well, it's interesting because, you know, I was never one of these people that didn't like their job. I loved every role I, I've had, you know, and I was traveling the world and, you know, running really big businesses. You know, I was doing some um, acquisitions over in over in Brazil that were 600 million pounds. I was reporting into the group CEO at, at TUI, a gentleman called Peter Long. Um, and then I, I was at Saga. So I, you know, I had a big team again. So I loved my corporate life. But I guess I got to a point in my mid 40s where, you know, I thought, well, what do I want from the next phase of my life? You know, I've really enjoyed the journey so far, but I felt that there was more to me than than kind of just being known as a as a corporate CEO in the travel industry. So I sat down with Chris, my other half, um, and we just thought, well, you know, what lifestyle do we want to create for ourselves as a couple uh, but also so that I could really continue to grow as a business leader. Um, so it was a combination of life choice, but also knowing that 
uh, I had more to give in a slightly different way. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to earn really good money and, and create significant wealth for ourselves and not just for the big corporate shareholders. Yes, of course. Yes. Because obviously you are, you know, working for them that time and uh, you are contributing and obviously putting the wealth in someone's pocket, you know. Yeah. So I know where you're coming from. And uh, so that's the reason why you move. And uh, what do you think of what you have achieved now? Are you happy with your level? And is there any other plans you have in place, you know, where you oh. want to be? Yeah. Oh, my God. Loads. So so the short answer is, yes, I'm very happy where I am, um, you know, but I'm an ambitious person, Irene. I'm always a million miles an hour. I'm always thinking, what next? And it's a bit of a watch out, actually, for anyone that's out there to say, do enjoy the ride along the way because it's over in a blink of an eye. So, mm. you know, if we're all, it's great to be ambitious and I always am. But if you're constantly striving for the next thing, you never you never really appreciate the here and now. So. I'm trying very hard to do that to appreciate where I am. Um, you know, and I'm lucky I've I've built, you know, multi-million pound businesses of my own now, which I'm incredibly proud of. Um, but what's next? Is there more? Yes, absolutely. You know, so with our property business, we have a very clear uh, plan over the next three to five years to get that up to a portfolio in excess of 15 million pounds worth of property. Mm -hmm. And we're well on the journey to that. I also, you know, I really want to help as many people as possible unlock their potential. You know, it's why I do my mentoring. It's why I do the podcast. To a certain extent, it's why I do the advisory work to help businesses scale up and grow. So, you know, I have this, I suppose, broader ambition about unlocking people's potential and having a, a broader reach. So I would like the podcast, which is already in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts in the world, I, I want mm. to get that in the top one percent as mm. the next stage. Um, and and yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to reach longer term a million people, you know, to of help course. to help them. So yes, there's more, but I am really enjoying where we are today as well, Irene. It's important to to be ambitious, but to enjoy the ride. Of course, yes. Uh, as you know, uh, the focus of the podcast is about uh, being wealthy, healthy and happy. So in your routine, because I know a lot of millionaires, they've got their own, you know, habits, what we call millionaire habits to obviously help them to keep themselves in that state, but also, you know, encourage them help them to uh, pursue more things. So what do you do to actually uh, keep yourself in a healthy state? Do you have like a exercise regime, diet plan, juicing, personal trainer, any of those health uh, advice you could give? Yeah, it's so important, Irene, especially when you're busy, because sometimes that, you know, we, we don't always take care of ourselves enough. And if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything to be honest. And I think you were, I've certainly appreciated that more as I've got older, um, because you are different in your 40s, you're different to in your 20s, you know, so it's really important, I think, to look after your body as well as your mind. So for me, it's, it's a non-negotiable. And exercise in particular is a non-negotiable for me. So mm. I try to exercise every day in some shape or form, Obviously, there are always days, the odd day where you can't, and that's fine. But as a general principle, if I'm not 
doing exercise, I don't feel quite on my game, you know, so I love to run, gym, you know, Tabata, HIIT training, scuba diving is a passion. That's obviously not an everyday thing, but as a, as a kind of recreational sport, I love scuba diving. Um, and, you know, just really, I suppose, being outdoors, you know, and, and actually appreciating nature as well. So, you know, this morning is a good example, actually. I'm very much a morning person. So I, I woke up early. I was up at half five. I was out the door by six. You know, I did a, an hour and a half big old walk along the coastal path where we are here in, uh, in Mumbles near the Gower. And then, I, you know, I got back and I started my first business call of the day at eight o'clock. So, but I'd already got out. I'd done my exercise. Um, the other thing that I do is, is my version of what people will call the miracle morning. So my first hour, hour and a half of the day, I fiercely protect for myself. Mm. Um, you know, so I will get up, I do my, I do my five minutes in meditation and silence, just kind of breathe. And I light a candle. I, I sit there and, um, and just sort of be quiet for it to start me off in the, in a calm way for the day. Um, I do my affirmations. I say out loud what I want and what I'm trying to achieve. And I do my visualization. You know, I close my eyes and I really try and put myself in that future place where I want to be. Um, and then, as I say, I'll, I'll, um, I'll do my exercise, lots of hydration. So, yeah, it's, um, I think it's like a bank account, Irene. You know, if you're keeping making a withdrawal at some point, you know, you're going to go in the red. And I think your body and, and your health is like that. So you have to pay attention um, because if you have a healthy body, you have a healthy mind. Um, that's, that's, how I, that's how I see it. So it's, it's absolutely critical for me, to be honest, Irene. Yeah. So you've got, uh, so what you're saying, you've got a strict regime, like a timetable you set to. Yeah, uh, yourself that you follow that rule and that it's a guidance that you, you know, spread. Because if you if you're doing too much, obviously you want a schedule in there to um, to help you to recuperate, to uh, you know, uh, exercise, eat well. That helps you. Yeah. And what about sleep? What do you think? Um, I mean, what what are your timing? I mean, how how, how many hours do you sleep? Um, it, it does depend. I, I'm one of these quite lucky people, Irene, that I, I can get by on not a lot of sleep because all of the years when I was flying a lot, when I was in the travel industry, you, you know, your body gets a bit messed up with all the different time zones. So and I've always been quite good at sleeping on, on, on airplanes. So I'm quite lucky that I can function on five or six hours perfectly well. Whereas my other half, Chris, he needs a minimum eight hours. You know, he's just he needs his sleep. But for me, I, I think, you know, during the week, normally in bed by 10, 10 30, 11 would be a late night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, as I say, I, I'm up at normally five, six o'clock at the latest. But what I would say for anyone listening is we're all different. Mm. And some some people are night owls. They're, they're better in the evening. They're more creative. Mm. Other people are better in the morning. Or, you know, so I think the whole kind of concept is that you've got to be up at the five o'clock club or the six o'clock club is not necessarily true. That's what works for me, but it might not be what works for other people. So, yeah, sleep is important. And I think you feel it, you, you know, when you don't have enough sleep, you, you struggle to make decisions as well, or That's you right. just, you know, you're just generally not quite as alert. 
Um, but hey, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm no saint. You know, I like to have a nice glass of wine and go for dinner and, you know, and things like that. And I entertain friends and family. So, you know, at the weekend, you know, we'll, we'll let our hair down as well. So, mm, of course. you know, you have to enjoy. Otherwise, life would be just too regimented. <laughs> too boring (laughs) of course of course yeah I mean you that's what a lot of people say isn't it so on and off you get a bit of disruption but then uh, you know as usual once in a while you know you get a bit of you know breaking out of the uh, normal schedule and then you're going to go back to it again isn't it absolutely and that's it I think that I think that's the thing isn't it it's about having routines and good habits in your life that that you can maintain you know, and this is why, you know, I fundamentally believe diets don't work. I don't believe that, you know, I think, you know, crash sort of exercising doesn't really work. You have to find something that you can consistently make part of your daily routine because then you will keep it up. It just becomes part of who you are. Whereas, you know, I mean, why is it in January, everyone joins a gym and then it's packed in January and by middle of February that they're not going anymore. And it's probably because they've not embedded that as a, as a a realistic um, exercise plan that they can achieve, you know? So, so I think consistency is key. Good habits is key. And yeah, okay. You're going to blow off track and that's all right. But if you're used to doing that, you, you more naturally come back to it. Um, Mm. Mm. you know, and it's just about making healthier choices, isn't it? You know, I don't, I don't try not to buy bad things that are in the cupboard because then I've, then I'm tempted. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I mean, do you take any uh, special supplements or special uh, things that you take just to help your well-being? Do you take any of such things? Um, the only thing that I really take are iron tablets, Irene, because I have quite low blood pressure. And, and so I find that, you know, I sort of it can be a little bit on the anemic side sometimes. So I, ta- I take iron tablets. But apart from that, really, I just try to eat as clean as possible. You know, lots of fruit, lots of vegetables. You know, I try and I try and reduce down the carbs, but I do I do have carbs. Um, mm. I'm one of these people that I, that I I need to eat quite regularly. <laughs> if I not if I don't, I can't go long periods without food. I'm I, and I've got quite a big appetite for a girl. I mm. like my food. <laughs> but so you're I, one of the lucky ones. Well, I know I'm not because I still because that's why I have to train. You know, if you want to, like I say, it's like a bank account, you know, if you want to be able to eat and drink, then you have to give something back. And for me, that's where the exercise comes in. Because when I go out to dinner, I don't want to be looking at the menu going, oh, gosh, I'll have to choose a low fat option. No, I want to eat what I want to eat. Mm. But but then when I can be a bit more good and disciplined, then I will be. So it's just about those sensible choices, you know, for me. I mean, I can tell that from the way you're saying you're very disciplined. So you are like, okay, I'm going to keep to this. You know, you, you've got a routine. You're very disciplined. You keep to what you've set yourself mm. you know, to do. And how do you keep yourself in that, what we call peak performance state? I think it's recognizing myself when I'm getting out of kilter. Because that can happen, you know, sometimes business gets crazy, work gets crazy, or there are certain things you can't control everything, can you? You know, there might be family things happening or illness or things like that that are happening. And you have to deal with it at the time. And that that means that sometimes those routines can, you know, sort of fall by the wayside sometimes. But I think it's recognizing the signs 
So, so I know myself if I'm more irritable maybe than I normally would be, or I'm just not feeling energetic. I think what's going on here? Okay, it's because I've not been for a run, or it's because I, you know, I've not really been eating as as well as I could be. So I try to recognize those little telltale signs and then get myself back on track. Um, so, so that sort of works for me, really. But I mean, the other thing that that I think is an interesting area, and it's getting a lot more coverage, is about the menopause, Irene, as well. Mm. You know, so so I'm at that age, and you know, it's it's hard to know really whether you're in it, come through it, started it, not started it. I mean, it's so hard to define, you know. And and there, I think there's something like 35 signs of the menopause. And some days I think I've got them all, and other days I think I've got none. You know, so. You've also got to recognize at different times of your life, your body's going through changes mm. um, and, and therefore don't be too hard on yourself. You mm. know, if and it's not just the menopause, you know, men go through different things. You know, you, you could be, you know, at a certain hormonal stage of your life, maybe post having a baby or whatever it might be. And, and, and I think let's try not to be too hard on ourselves. We're not perfect. But I think if you can recognize and this is what I try to do, if I recognize those signs where I'm just not feeling myself, I look at what, what's going on and then I try and get back on track. Yeah, excellent, good advice. Now, what about, um, you know, as you know, all of us will get uh, challenges in life, you know, sometimes news come in, oh, this is another problem, especially with properties. Oh, you have to pay for this. Uh, you know, there's them issues. Then you have to, you know, go and, you know, firefighting all the time, you know. Yeah. So when these kind of challenges comes your way, how do you keep yourself in that happy state? Uh, well, I'll often go for a walk. If I'm feeling like, you know, sometimes you're just in the office, aren't you? And you, you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. All the emails are coming in, the phone calls, you feel like everyone wants a piece of you. And I think, you know, sometimes I'll just say, like, I'm just going to take a break five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's just as simple as a walk around, a walk around the block, but I try and, I try and have a pattern interrupt mm. so, so that actually I change my state mm. uh, by, by, by moving myself out of that environment when all this is happening uh, and just literally try to then come back with a fresh perspective. Sometimes it's, a, it's, it's as simple as you need it. You need to sleep on it. Mm. Don't make a decision in the moment. Try and and not not react when you're more maybe more emotional than rational. Mm. So I think break the pattern, take a break, literally for however long is needed, and then come back to it with much more of a logical approach. And I, you know, I think if you have the right people in your life, you know, pick up the phone. Sometimes you just need to speak to a friend or pick up the phone to your mum and have a cry. You know, whatever it might be, there will be people in your life that are there to support you. Um, it might be mentors or someone that's an expert in that field. So mm -hmm. I always try to not be afraid to ask for help or advice or guidance. Great advice. Um, and in particular, when, you know, with property as well, you know, things come up that you don't always know, you know, it could be quite technical in certain areas. Um, so I think surround yourself with people that you can rely on, you can ask their advice, support guidance, um, and then take action with, all, with as much information as possible. And you can never have all the information, you know, and this is one thing when I was, when I was running, you know, the travel businesses that I did, you, you have to make, decisions with imperfect information at times 
Mm. And and that's you have to sort of try to get to a place where you're comfortable with that and you make the best decision you can at the time mm. based on what you know. And you might get it right sometimes, sometimes you'll get it wrong. And that's okay. But the, the thing is you have to make a decision and you have to take action. So try not to sort of get overwhelmed and bury the problem away, whatever it may be. Just, just really try and rationalize it. Take some time out, come back to it, speak to people that can help and support you, come up with a plan and then take action. So that's how I try to, to deal with those situations because they happen all the time, don't they, Irene? And you know, uh, yeah. That's life. That's business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, challenges comes all the way in many forms. Yeah, really good advice there. And uh, um, obviously, as you know, to be successful, just like yourself, you know, do you do you follow any program or have you paid for coaches or mentors or, uh, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, I've got a coach for um, my health I've got a coach for wealth you know I've got a coach for my well-being like a, a therapist you know like yeah you know some of my uh, friends got you know psychological uh, therapy kind of help I mean what what would you what what do you do I mean do you have any you know coaches or mentors that helps you yeah I'm a massive believer in in their coaches and mentors I, I've had Co different coaches, different mentors at different points throughout my career. Um, in particular, when I've been going through either a change or a promotion or a shift, uh, you know, a, a change to a different business. And I always think you need different coaches and mentors at different times, depending where you are in your journey. So when in my corporate life, I remember when I got promoted to the managing director of the emerging markets and I was reporting into the group CEO, a gentleman called Peter Long. Absolutely fantastic guy, but quite a quite a tough a tough cookie, you know, and had a certain style about him, quite quite a traditional style of leadership. And I was very often the only woman in the boardroom, very often, in particular with a profit and loss account, right? And the commercial responsibility for hundreds of millions. Mm. So, so at that time, you know, the, the, the HR director, Jackie Simmons, I'll give her a shout out because she's an incredible, incredible person. She said, I, I think you'd benefit from having a coach right now to help you transition into this stage this promotion and, and reporting mm. directly into Peter and that was one example where it just massively helped me you know so that so definitely at the moment um, myself and Chris are being mentored um, by the founders of Progressive Property so anyone that's listening that's in the property world you will probably have heard of Progressive um, so Robert Rob Moore and Mark Homer uh, are our mentors so they give us, well, for Mark, it's really around, we go to him for our property um, support and guidance. When it comes to things like personal brand, social media, marketing, podcasting, I go to Rob. Mm. So, you know, they, they've, they've been there, they've done it themselves. They've built a massive property business that's probably over a thousand units now from zero. And, you know, and again, Rob has has really built himself a massive brand, um, you know, in terms of disruptive entrepreneurs. So they are very much current, our current mentors. But I've also had, you know, I've had informal mentors throughout my career as well. Just people that I've really have really helped, supported and guided me at different times. Uh, there's a, a, one of my old bosses, actually, a chap called, um, uh, called Richard, he, uh, Richard Prosser. 
he was my boss when I first went over to Russia. And he's become a friend over these years. And I'm talking now 15 years later. I, he's still my guiding light in so many ways. Um, and but he's, you know, he started off as my boss and and is an informal mentor. But I've got a huge amount to thank him for. So different people at different times. Uh, on the on the fitness side, my um, my partner Chris, he used to be a PT actually, so he he drives me hard in in in, in different ways. Uh, I remember when I couldn't run a mile and I'm running my first mile, and Chris just like you know encouraging me to run my first mile. And now I love running, you know, I I can't get enough of it. So. Uh, mm. Yeah, anyone that hasn't got a mentor or coach, go out and get one either formal or informal. And of course, I have my own mentoring business, Irene. So I, mm. you know, I, I really love to see people flourish and fly. So mm. when I work intensely with people one to one, they get incredible results, absolutely incredible results. So it's it's a deep joy to be able to, to also be a mentor myself, as well as being a mentee um, through the years. Yes, yes. I remember meeting you you know, joining your group and learning from you. And uh, obviously, I remember you said you want to give back. You Absolutely. Know, you, want to, you know, help other people. And uh, I believe that's the secret to feeling happy and joyful, you know, giving back. And uh, so what would be your best advice uh, for someone who's starting out, let's say, in their life journey, um, especially, you know, you took your decision from corporate world into this, uh, you know, self-made world where you design your own future. So obviously, it'll, it'll be taking a lot of risks. Uh, you'll be obviously deciding what your future would be like. So how, what would be your, your best advice to someone who is deciding to take their own journey? Yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a really good question, actually, Irene. I mean, I think that the first thing I would say is you to believe in yourself. Because, you know, if you don't believe in you, then how will anyone else? And it's, it's, it's very easy to say, but it's harder to do. You know, because I, I think most of us, are, I think some of the stats are 70% of people suffer with imposter syndrome at some point during their life. Now, whether you believe in the terminology or not, but feelings of self-doubt and not feeling worthy, you know, whether you give it a label or not is a very common feeling. And that can really, you know, it can really play on your mind and, and stop you from doing things. So I think whatever you're doing, whether you're starting out, you're scaling up, you're making a career change, you're making a choice about a personal relationship to stay or go, you know, it has to really start with the inner you. Mm. Um, so I think the, you know, the best advice I could give to someone is, is really, really work on yourself, really work on your mindset, really work on believing in yourself because there aren't any limits. Now, there are, there are things that will happen out of your control, but you can control how you feel about them and you can control the actions you take as, as a result. So if you're in good shape, it's like when you get on the aircraft, isn't it? They always say, put your own gas, your own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And that's the same in life and in business. So if you're not in good shape, you can't be in the best shape for anyone else. So definitely believe in yourself. The second thing I would say is be clear on what you want and be really honest. You know, so often um, people will go through life, their business careers, doing things that they think they should do 
or that they are that they think are expected of them by society, by family, by people around them, uh, but they don't really want to be on that route. Um, mm. So I think being really brutally honest about what's going to make you happy, what's going to give you joy, and getting crystal clear on that it's going to be a lot easier for you to get there and then the third the third piece really is take the action Mm. because it's very easy to talk but talk is cheap and you know it isn't easy but every single day take action doesn't matter if it's a baby step it's still forward and sometimes we have to go back to go forward or sometimes we need to go side to go forward and that's okay so believe in yourself, be clear on what you want and take the action. Wow. Love that. Love that. Now, what would your advice to someone who's afraid to take bold steps? Are they Are afraid of failure? They're yeah. worried about the uncertainties. What would be your, like, you know, advice? Like, do this, do that. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing, I mean, I've been in this situation so many times over the years where opportunities have come up or and I thought, oh, God, can I, should I, you know, and, and, it, and it isn't always easy. But one thing that I, I actually do, and I do this even today, when things come up and you're, you're not sure, you're scared to make a move, you're worried about judgment, failure or whatever, I always ask myself, well, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. What's the absolute worst, Right. Um, and it might be, well, I embarrass myself or I, I fail or, you know, I, I lose some money or whatever it might be. Or, or my friends are going to judge me. What's the absolute real worst that can happen? And then when you've got that in your head, mm. you kind of go, well, even that I can deal with. So if that did happen, what would you do? So say you had an opportunity to go and travel the world and you go and it doesn't work out. What's the what's the worst going to happen? You come home, yeah. you know. What if you want to start a business? Okay, well, you give it a go. If it doesn't, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. At least you'll have tried. You'll have learned something. You can go back and get a job. That's fine. You know, what's the, what's the, so I think so many, it's so easy to think about what you're going to lose mm-hmm. by making a change. But you have to think about what you're going to gain, you know, the, the art of the possible, because, you know, if you make that move, how great could it be? So think about the worst case and go, well, I can deal with that. So therefore I should just do it. And then think, but what could be amazing from it? If I make that that change, how great could my life be? What could it look like? The possibilities are endless. Mm. And if you have both of those in your mind, that will give you the courage to try because you don't want to go to your grave full of regrets in, mm. and what if, or I could have done this, I should have done that. That's a lot of people do that. And it, I mean, we only have one life, so we've got to make it count, haven't we? Yes, yes, completely agree with you. What a wise, you know, advice from you, you know. And uh, as you know, I've, uh, you know, learned from you a lot as well from your podcast and stuff. Oh, you know? that's great. <laughs> so with this part, we're just going to do short fired, you know, just like what Rob does in his uh, podcast. Just Excellent. quick question. Yeah, you like that, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm just going to look through my list. Uh, so when you look at be wealthy, healthy and happy. So between these three phrases, which one do you think is should come first? Happy. Happy. Yeah, I agree with you. If you're not happy, you can't do anything else, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Who do you admire the most? Oh, it's hard. My mum, Doreen Linfoot. Wow. She's 85 years old. She's got the energy and drive and and 
passion to still explore and learn new things. And she's a she's a powerhouse of a woman. And she's um, in her own way, in her own way, she's, she's been entrepreneurial in her life. Wow. And she's always there for me. She's always there for me, for my sisters, for the grandkids and the great grandkids and uh, unconditional love. So, yeah, I, I learn a lot from my mum and she's always encouraged me to be myself and follow my dreams. So and even though she was born at a different time, shall we say, in 1937, there weren't so many opportunities. It was a different world, a different time. Um, but despite that, she's yeah, she, she's quite an inspiring woman. So I've got to say my mum. Bit, bit corny, but it's true. I think the next question, you might be giving the same answer as well. So who uh, or what uh, is giving you the greatest inspiration? Uh, well, I'd say on a daily basis, my mum is obviously up there, right? But and on a daily basis, it's, it's, it's my partner, Chris, uh-huh. you know, because he encourages me to be the best version of myself every day. Mm-hmm. And when I have those wobbles and feelings of doubt and insecurity, he will, he's the one who is my rock by my side saying, come on, Jeanette, you can do this. Uh-huh. Just give it a go. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. I love you anyway. So that on a daily basis, you know, to have, it doesn't have to be a life partner. It could be a friend or someone in your life, but someone that's going to really, you know, encourage and support and guide you um, mm. through, the, through the good times as well as the bad um, is important. So, yeah, I've got to, I've got to give Chris a, a shout out there. But, you know, there are, there are so many amazing, you know, famous people. I tell you one person that I, that I really admire is Dolly Parton. Oh, which is not necessarily um, an obvious answer. But the reason I love Dolly is because she came from nothing. She makes no apologies about who she is. She she laughs at herself and she can, you know, but she is a very savvy businesswoman and, you know, uber successful in the world of music and business. And I just and she's fun. She laughs her way through life as well. Mm. And and I think that's pretty cool as a as a but she's, you know, in terms of her as an image of a woman, you know, with the blonde hair and the big boobs and the long nails, you know, she goes, This is me. I am a woman. And and I don't apologize for that. But but she's also a very, very savvy businesswoman and an amazing artist. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Lovely, lovely. So what is your favorite quotes? Oh. Favourite quotes. Those who think they can and those who think they can't are both usually right. And that's from Confucius. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's a good one. So do you agree with Elon Musk buying Twitter? Oh, I think it's a really interesting move. I don't know if I agree with it or not. I think time will tell. But it's bold, isn't it? It's bold. It's bold, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think you know, Elon... Leaders like that, Elon Elon Musk, the Richard Bransons of this world, you know, they are literally disrupting the world. Mm. Um, And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, yeah, I think interesting move. I want to see what happens. Right. On to that field as well. Do you have any NFTs? Do you buy Bitcoin, crypto? No, I don't. I don't. I am. My favorite investment class is property. Oh, lovely. Yes, that's the safest, isn't it? Right. Okay. So next question. Do you buy any stocks? Which one is your top stock? 
I do buy stocks, but I, it's not a major. Oh, thing. shares, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give any advice on this because I dabble, and um, you know, it's it. This, the thing is with stocks and shares, you have to you have to be prepared to lose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I've seen people that have not done very well and it's actually been really damaging to them so you've always got to look at the risk haven't you so I would say I'm not going to give any advice on which stocks and shares to to go for but what I would say is when you're investing whether it's in property in bitcoin in stocks and shares whatever it may be in a pension for example try and have separate allocated budgets and pots of money because you need to diversify your risk Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so that would be my advice is take a look at the risk profile, make sure that you're allocating a set amount of, of money to each of those. And um, and don't on the stock stock side of things, don't put anything in that you're not prepared to lose or lose mm-hmm. part of because you can't control it. You know, That's with right. a with a property, you're kind of bricks and mortar. OK, over time, you know, pretty, pretty safe bet. Mm. um and you and you know it's it's it, but i think to have a diversified portfolio of investments is very very sound okay so for property which is obviously you've mentioned that it's your you know your you know you say that that's your best investment so what is your favorite strategy oh right okay so i mean we've gone down a route of buy to lets we've done residential buy to lets doing buy refurbish refinance that is bread and butter stuff it's pretty straightforward and is set and forget so that's a good strategy when you're starting out in particular for us what we're now focused on and why we've relocated down to mumbles in south wales is luxury holiday homes so serviced accommodation, but done to a very, very high standard. So that's what we're moving into. And it really brings together our experience um, in the travel hospitality business with oh. property, because really it's a domestic travel business. In the world of property, people talk about serviced accommodation. I look at it, it's a, it's a little travel business, actually, domestic mm. travel business. So I see it through both eyes from my 27 years in the travel industry mm. combined with property but focused on that luxury differentiated sector. That's Lovely. that's what we're following. Love that, love that. So uh, who is your favourite sport, sports person? Sports person? Oh, gosh, who would it be? I'm not sure, actually. I'll have to think about it and come back to you, Irene. No worries, yeah. And how about uh, favourite music or singer or performer? Oh, well, you know, it's um, I, I like a bit of heavy rock. So one of my favourite bands is the Foo Fighters. Um, and unfortunately, Taylor Hawkins has just recently passed away, who's the drummer mm-hmm. in the Foo Fighters. Um, but ACDC, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I like all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, a bit of Lovely. rock. Lovely. Lovely. And uh, so I, uh, I know you read a lot of books. You know, you obviously, you know, um, like to do a lot of self-improvement. What would be the best book you would recommend for someone to read? Oh, gosh, that's really hard, isn't it? Um, I think from a business book, I would recommend The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey. Oh, um, because that's a really good, solid, all round business book that can be applied to whether you're in a large business, small business, etc. So, yeah, that definitely um, seven habits of highly effective leaders. And there's a great book, actually, called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. Uh, and that's about how to have those 
slightly difficult conversations that we all know we should have that we put off, but to do it in a constructive way. Um, so that's more around, I suppose, style and confidence. Um, and then, of course, there's well, there's so much, isn't there? But I think the power of now is is also great mm. um, by Eckhart Tolle. Mm. So what that's more of a mindset book. Then we've got a sort of a communication type book. But my, one of my favorite fiction books, because I spent many years in India, is called Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts. And it's it's a sort of a semi-autobiographical book about his life living in the slums and mafia life in, in India in, based in Mumbai. So, yeah, that's a nice book. <laughs> right. What about hobby? Oh, <laughs> hobbies. Um, well, from a, a scuba diving, absolutely love it. It's another world beneath the sea. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a. I'd say I'm a fair weather diver, though. I wouldn't go diving looking at you know shopping trolleys in the uh, in the canals of, in the UK. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not. But diving in the Maldives, the Galapagos, you know, the Philippines. I was. We were lucky enough. I went, spent a year more or less traveling when I came out of corporate life. I had a month in the Philippines diving, doing the doing the wreck dives and wow. diving with sharks. So yeah, scuba diving is definitely up there because it's just. It's just a whole another world. It's so peaceful. Mesmerizing, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's fabulous. So yeah. So if you have one million pounds, what would you do with it? How 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 would you spend it? I wouldn't spend it, I'd invest it. And I would invest it in property. So you buy properties? I'd buy properties, but I would use leverage so that I could maximize that that million. Um, so that then that million turns into two, turns into three, turns into 10, et cetera. Right. So with a million pounds, you could do a lot, a lot that's going to that's gonna give you passive income, equity growth, and will set you up for a very long time for the future. So that's what I would do with it. Right. Okay. So now the last question, uh, mainly about legacy. Mm. So you mentioned about your, oh, as you know, the reason why you're mentoring, you want to give back, you want to help other people. So what would be uh, your plan in trying to leave a legacy? So there's two parts to this, really, Irene. There's legacy for my family. So Chris and I don't have our own children. Uh, We decided not to. But my sisters have been very productive. So I've got lots of lovely nieces and nephews and great nephews and great nieces. So ultimately in terms of legacy of our wealth, it will go to the family, mm-hmm. to, the, to the kids. Um, and I'll have to set that up in a way that they don't um, frivolously destroy <laughs> the value and they use it, they put it to good use. Um, but yeah, ultimately that, that's, that's where it'll end up. Um, but also I think, you know, I would like Brave Bold Brilliant, which is my podcast to become almost like a global movement where it where it resonates with people no matter what stage they're at in their lives to really be brave and push out of their boundaries make the biggest impact so for me a a broader legacy is around helping people maximize their potential Um, and I also would like to really have a foundation that brings together business people in the western world with with business people in developing countries you know where you almost have a buddy system a mentor of someone who's running a business in say the UK or the US or Germany or wherever helping businesses in Africa you know or in Asia to really show them the way and to support and guide because that's how you alleviate poverty 
by, yeah. by, by giving people the tools, the knowledge, the experience to create wealth, it ultimately will create better lives for, for many people. So that is the, the big picture, the longer term. Wow. Yeah. I'd like to give you applause on there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for, you know, all these gems, all these nuggets of really precious advice. Uh, I'm sure my audience is going to love this very, very much. Now, um, obviously, uh, if any of my audience want to reach out and find you, especially they need mentoring, how do we get, uh, you know, or, or reach you? Yeah, I'm all over social media, Irene. So, you know, Jeanette Linford, Jeanette has got two N's and two T's, so people always spell it wrong, so they sometimes miss me. Uh, but, yeah, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I've got a YouTube channel as well, which is under my name, Jeanette Linford. And then the podcast, um, Brave, Bold, Brilliant, you can always find me there as well. And, yeah, I've got a website, which is um, Jeanette Linford Associates. So you can you can find me anywhere, really. But, yeah, if anyone needs any help, guidance, support, I'm always, happy to help so um but i really want to say thank you to you irene it's a fabulous fabulous podcast such a great great title and topics that are so important to everyone so thank you very much for having me on thank you so much jeanette yeah thank you god bless you we'll see you again yeah bye bye see you soon bye bye bye. i know you've got another meeting you see (laughs) See (laughs) i'm all right Take care. See you. Bye-bye. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Thanks, Irene. Bye Bye, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.